It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, January 8th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka remained quiet following Wednesday's news from the nation's capital, aside from a few protesters at the main roundabout. In Juneau, a handful of protesters showed up at the state capitol building, but didn't stay long. KTOO's Rasha McChesney talked to residents who say they were anxious and scared as they watched rioters disrupt a joint session of Congress on Wednesday. Juneau Democrat Senator Jesse Keel was in the state's capitol on Wednesday. He said he wasn't concerned about escalating violence locally, even with the small group of protesters on the front steps of his office. It was a totally different situation than the people in D.C. who are trying to overthrow a free and fair election conducted under the laws of the 50 states and overseen by independent courts. You know, night and day. Keel said he was sickened by what happened in D.C. and frightened to see the U.S. Capitol overrun, both for the people who got hurt and for the future of the country's government. But he's hopeful that the nation will get through this. Some people who watched as a mob stormed in and destroyed parts of the Capitol saw white privilege in action. Videos appear to show Capitol Police moving barriers for a mob of mostly white people and standing aside as they breached the building. It led a lot of people to wonder aloud on social media how the scene would have been different if that had been a mob of black people. Juno resident Josh Hunnell is a supporter of President Donald Trump, He says he was also struck by how the extremists in D.C. were treated. If that was a bunch of Democrats out there in Black Lives Matter, there's no way they would have gotten to the the building. The cops would have uh, attacked. They would have done, you know, they'd have been ready for a riot. And they would have used their riot stuff. But Hunnell doesn't think there's a race-based motive in that disparate treatment. He just doesn't think anybody could force their way into the Capitol. I feel like it was almost staged. I, I, I know how protected these buildings are. There could be 100,000 people outside trying to get in, and not a one of them are getting in. It looks pretty good if you let a couple of Trump supporters in there. And then that's, that's my part of my mind that says, you know, the Democrats are out to cause a scene. That's what they want. But another part of my mind is like, yeah, how did they get in so easily knowing how well protected it is? What he saw on Wednesday made him uncomfortable, but he says he's not afraid of it. I don't think it would happen here in Juneau at all. But he also doesn't think that Juneau residents can get a clear picture of what's going on thousands of miles away, that the extreme actions of the few tend to be amplified and can overshadow the message of the whole of Trump's base. Because the majority of them are just law-abiding citizens who work their nine to five or their retirees, or they don't really know any better and they're just going off whatever they're told to. You know, there's always that group. Juno mom, Christy Hendrick, and her two daughters watched the coverage together. She says it was scary, and she couldn't hide it from her kids. Yeah, and actually, I feel like I have not done a good job of reassuring them. So that's kind of like my next... (laughs) Like, I've just been kind of like, ah! You know, and my next step is to take a deep breath and, you know, talk about this is what we can control, this is what we can't control. Hendrick says it's been hard to find a balance between which reactions to share with her kids and what to keep to herself, especially when she feels that they will be the ones who have to deal with whatever comes out of the country's politics right now. I'd like to help them figure out how to be resilient in this really scary, unpredictable world that we're living in. Hendrick says she's fairly politically active. Sometimes she wishes she could tune it all out for a time, but there doesn't seem to be any space to do that. She also says she's not sure how to respond because she doesn't want to put her anger on her neighbors to inflame in a way that makes it difficult to move forward together. 
One thing that disturbs her the most about the violence at the Capitol yesterday was that she felt like this one group of people tried to blow everything up completely, so there'd be no room for discourse or discussion at all after that. In Juneau, I'm Rasha McChesney. Petersburg Medical Center is operating in red status after two employees tested positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, healthcare workers are treating local COVID patients through outpatient treatments after a recent surge in cases. As of Thursday, there were eight active cases in town. As KFSK's Angela Denning reports, the medical center wants people to get tested for even mild symptoms. Petersburg saw 10 new COVID cases within one week. It was the highest concentration of new cases the community has identified since the start of the pandemic last spring. Dr. Jennifer Heyer, chief of staff for the local medical center, says several patients have been sick with symptoms. The main symptoms that we've been seeing are respiratory and uh, fevers right now. Um, Those are the, the symptoms we've seen and sore throats. Some patients have received COVID treatment through outpatient care, which has included antibody treatments. Heyer says it prevents hospitalizations among high-risk patients. There's a, um, an agent. It is called famlanivimab or BAM treatment. And this is um, in the category of a neutralizing antibody treatment infusion and has been um, shown to help limit the amount of virus in the body. Heyer says there are a lot of treatment options that PMC can provide for both inpatient and outpatient COVID care. In the home, we have the ability to get home monitoring equipment in there with oxygen uh, saturation monitors and just keeping an eye on people uh, who are COVID positive. In-house, if people need admission, we provide supportive care with oxygen. We have IV therapies, including steroids and vitamin C. PMC wants anyone with symptoms to get tested and for people not to try to diagnose themselves for COVID. Anyone with symptoms unusual to them should call PMC's hotline. The antibody treatment we just heard about, the timing is important. It doesn't work after someone needs oxygen and is already hospitalized. Liz Bacon, PMC's infection prevention manager, says they have a liberal checklist for who should be tested for COVID because symptoms can be dramatically different from person to person, even within the same household. Some people may have diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting, and another person in the same household could have a cough and shortness of breath and fevers. And someone else may only have a sore throat, and someone else may only have a fever and nothing else. And someone else may have fatigue and body aches, and the last person might have all of it. So it's very um, challenging to try to tease out what is and what isn't. It's important to know what's unusual for the individual. If they have allergy symptoms every day, that's not necessarily COVID. If a person all of a sudden gets a runny nose or sore throat, it could be. Nurse manager Jennifer Briner says a lot of the local cases this past year have been people who have had symptoms that were so mild they didn't think they could have COVID. A lot of times they've had what they thought was like a mild head cold or just, you know, they had a a very slight cough or they were just a little congested or a little bit of a sore throat. So they're just these very, they can be these very mild symptoms that a lot of people just think, oh, I would have, it's not nearly bad enough to be COVID. However, by the time a person has symptoms, it could be too late for others. The person could have already been spreading the virus to other people who could then have complications. 
Phil Hofstetter is the medical center's CEO. The most transmission occurs with folks who are asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic. So, you know, people walking around not knowing that they have it is a concern. There are many risk factors for getting complications from COVID, but they include high blood pressure, obesity, being a smoker, having diabetes, or being autoimmune compromised. Hofstetter says PMC is planning to open up asymptomatic testing to the general public, and they'll be releasing information about that soon. Also, PMC is wanting to get more people vaccinated for COVID-19. As of the beginning of January, they had about 450 people on a waiting list wanting to get the vaccine. PMC is working through the tiers that the federal and state governments have approved. They have already given the vaccine to many healthcare workers, long-term care residents, and emergency responders. Seniors 65 and older are next in line for vaccinations starting January 11th. Again, Jennifer Breiner. More and more information will be coming out as the number of vaccine available to us increases and the um, restrictions for who gets it um, keep loosening as they go through the phases. So I'm talking to the state most days, um, asking for more and more. People cannot get the virus from the vaccine because there is no live virus in the vaccine. In Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning. And finally, we have a clarification, actually a bit more detail, on a story we ran this week about subsistence deer hunting. While the story listed many of the state and private lands around Sitka where subsistence hunting for deer is illegal in January, we admitted one of the biggest out-of-bounds areas, state tidelands. In Alaska, beaches below mean high water are state tidelands. So, in order to participate in the subsistence hunt on federal lands, hunters have to make sure they're above the high tide line, as well as the deer they're hunting. Again, you can find more information about subsistence hunting, along with links to maps and regulations, on our website, kcaw.org. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for Friday, January 8th, 2021. Today, cloudy. Scattered rain showers in the morning, then numerous rain showers in the afternoon. Highs in the lower 40s, east winds 15 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, scattered rain showers, near steady temperature in the upper 30s. South winds 15 to 20 miles per hour, shifting to the southeast 10 to 15 miles per hour late. And looking forward to tomorrow, Saturday, windy. Rain likely in the morning, then rain in the afternoon. Highs in the lower 40s, southeast winds 20 to 30 miles per hour, gusts up to 40 miles per hour, increasing to 50 miles per hour in the afternoon. You are tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW, Sitka. Good morning.